This is the On Call Podcast. Your home for sports, news, pop culture, tech, and the obscure. And of course, your host, Michael Meyer. All right. Well, the champ is here with another brew in hand, drinking from my my beer can shaped glass. The second best present my uh, three night stand gave me besides my kid. Yeah, what is that? What is that glass called? Uh, I've had a couple of those. I, you know, I don't even know what they're called. I don't even know how they make them to shape exactly like a beer can and then not have it crack when you, you know, I don't know how they get the mold. I enjoy them though. I'm a big fan. Well, we were just talking about routers and internet and plugging. I like to, I have a really long cable that runs from my router to my computer in my bedroom because, you know, uh, Wi-Fi doesn't go through walls very well. So my internet's very, very fast, 200 megs down, 250 megs down. But then when I'm on Wi-Fi, my laptop in my room, it's like I can get down to like 12 megs down or whatever. So I bring the cable, but you have a Google mesh. Could you tell me what that is about? Oh, I, I gotta miss. I was, uh, experiencing those issues because the last house that I had was like 1,800 square feet. But correct, Wi-Fi just travels like shit through walls. It doesn't go through walls. At all. Not very well. Yeah, it just, it was just, it would die off because it had to travel through two walls to get into my bedroom. And Nicole is a woman who knows what she wants. And when she and Nicole wants some goddamn <laughs> Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest. <laughs> At the time, it was uh, Grey's Anatomy. So if Grays wouldn't stream on the Apple TV, she was not happy. So I was trying to find a, a way to resolve this issue because I cannot create Wi-Fi. I'm a very simple man. I couldn't design my website or logo. I needed your help for that. I couldn't create Wi-Fi. So I was looking on reviews and the most steadily reviewed one that I had found was actually the Google Mesh. There was a couple that were more expensive by a long shot and they're talked about going through floors, but the Google mesh is like, you know what? Fuck it. I already have a Gmail. I use a lot. I've used Google stuff before and it works. So I went to the local Walmart and the most, the, the, the one that was there was the Google mesh. And I was like, well, you know, it's here. It's reasonably priced. Fuck it. Let's go. Is that the router it. you have? Oh, no, the router has a piece of shit from CenturyLink, which I wait, found wait, out so, was refurbished. So, so then the point is an ex, the Google Mesh is an extender for it's your a, router. It's a true extender. So a typical router is meant to go not very far out, period. It's a good f- 50 feet maybe in a circle. The Google Mesh has a stronger signal. It's actually traveled through walls better but you connect your Google mesh to your router and those, the one that's close to the router connects to the other two on opposite ends of your house. And it's meant to extend your range from a 700 square foot apartment to a 2,500 square foot house. Pretty well, regardless of walls, because if they're close enough, it'll almost work like a Bluetooth hotspot. Like being close to this mesh, I've never had an issue through walls. So like you need a better router, man. And also you should buy your own, uh, well, buy your own modem. Most people own their router 
Uh, it's a router modem in right. one, right? Right. Okay, yeah. You should uh, most you should buy that, and and anyone listening to this should buy it too because once it's been like eight months, that's the cost of renting your router from your cable provider, and they charge you for that. I don't know if you realize it, so buy your own, and it'll you'll be saving money after like eight months. <laughs> There's a stack. That was on my damn Apple News. It's like 80% of people are happier with their internet when they have their own router. Yeah, because they're not paying the extra $8 a month or whatever <laughs> it costs. It's funny you mentioned that just because I had just read that. I was like, I didn't even realize that because the internet signed up through Nicole's name. Because she was, yeah. I don't even know why it went through her first. I think it was because I had an active contract with Comcast. And then yeah. I really do wish I had Comcast. Because as much as a piece of shit as they are, and I know that they work with NBC, and I love NBC because I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I just, it's not out here. I, I know, I know. <sighs> and I wish, when I lived in Smyrna, I wish I had it at Smyrna. Um, so, yeah, you know what I don't like about the Google Mesh? I hate when they build it into these form factors. It's very small and sleek. And I'm like, you know what? Just build it bigger. I need functionality and I need it to be faster. I don't care about how small it is. I'm paying for it to be small. And I just want it to not, I don't care about it being small. I want it to be fast and cheaper. I totally agree. But damn it, if this stupid app for the Google Mesh didn't work so fucking well. Yeah, you did. I mean, it did It did increase your internet speed. I will say that. The real-time usage, the network check, the prioritizing device, changing passwords, being able to lock out a certain device. So like, say my daughter's an asshole that day. She can be like, oh, oh yeah. how come Netflix oh, I can do that on my thing too, and it's not even that great. This one works well. Honestly, actually giving her an old iPhone, uh, I gave her a super old iPhone, and then I control her uh, her iTunes thing through my name. It's way easier, honestly. But so you can way. block her out of like inappropriate stuff or something? Oh, yeah. She can't even enter the password. She doesn't even know the password to her own oh, okay. Apple account. But like I can control the screen to seven. I so can't download like apps time. and stuff. Right. She can't do anything, but she yeah, does yeah, okay. have her own... Uh, iTunes account because you have to give it to every device. Right. But it's the parental controls. I control whether or not she can even turn her fucking phone on. Yeah. There's, and there's a Facebook family thing now too. My nephew is around that age and I've been getting a lot of Facebook messages from him. Oh, buddy. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of random stickers. And then he told me that he wanted some Fortnite money so he could get some battle pass or whatever. So for his birthday, I got him that. He was like, I was like, how much is this? And I was looking online. I was like, this is like a hundred dollars. No, $10. I was like, Oh yeah. So that, that's fine. We have been dealing uh, with the co-parenting. She wants me to download messenger for kids. I don't think a kid needs Facebook messenger. I just don't. Well, she can connect with her other friends. You know what? She's seven. You don't need to connect with other people. Well, she can text me. She, you know, she can FaceTime you through my phone all she wants. She has an hour a day on her thing and she plays it. And then when she uses it up, it's done. Oh, you got like a limiter on that thing? You're goddamn right. She doesn't need to play on a cell phone for more than an hour a day. She's seven. Yeah. Oh, man, that's hilarious. I When I was a kid, my mom was really against TV. She thought it rotted your brain and whatnot. So my parents had... A device called this. Yeah, right. Now my mom watches more TV than I do now. But yeah, it's called it was called TV Allowance. And like it plugged into the device, your TV, and then but it like inside. So it locked it. 
So you couldn't like unplug it from the device and plug it into the wall. But yeah, and then you had a passcode and it would like limit your time. Then I remember like watching my dad enter the code and I saw it. So I was able to bypass it. But yeah, that's hilarious. I don't know. I deal with that every day. You have a kid that's her age and it's not like technology is going away. Do you try to limit it and control it or let her embrace it? And who knows, we have the next best coder on the planet. Yeah, teacher programming, man. That, well, I don't know if binary. she's into it, but... She's not. She not just binary. Wants to, she wants to... She, <laughs> whatever it is. She wants to watch the... Stu- I've blocked YouTube on her Apple TV. Okay. Oh, your daughter has an Apple TV? Yeah, she gets the hand-me-downs, man. What is she... Oh, she got like uh, Netflix Kids on there or something? She could kids, access the other ones, but she doesn't have any interest in adult shows, but... There's a TV in a room. There is a TV in a room. It's a, like a 45-inch old. Ooh. Like it is... That thing is fucking thick. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, my I, I got one of my... Uh, the guy who lives with me's room, and it's like... The thing weighs like, yeah, I don't know, 100 pounds or something. It was not easy to hang on that wall. But like... So oh, she, nice. She's spoiled in that she has a wall on... A TV on the wall, and she has an Apple TV... But I had to block YouTube because their algorithm is shit. Yeah. So she would watch these awkward. It started with unwrapping videos. And those unwrapping videos. Like the toys? Yeah. Yeah. This okay, little kids yeah. like open up their own gifts. Well, you'd be into it if you were a kid right now. I I'm not going to lie. Would. You would be. But if you don't click and control what comes up next, eventually it gets to like these weird yeah, like conspiracy theory, right wing, yeah, like ASMR. These are not Girl kid videos. Talking sexy in the mic. Yeah. Ugh. Pay money, Wubby. Open me up to some of the gross stuff that's on YouTube. If you so, what to- is what is the downside? You know, um, what is your what does she do when she's not on devices? Does she go outside and play with her friends or what? We yeah we, we uh, weekends. Absolutely. Friend time. And when it's like that, there's no real interest in uh, technology. When one of her cousins comes over, they like to play uh, Roblox together, which I'm not opposed to at all because it's just fucking Minecraft for kids, it seems like. Yeah, no, I had a, I met a friend on uh, playing video games that wanted to play Roblox with me and I was like, okay. And I tried, I'm like, what is this? This is not for my age. Yeah. And I, I couldn't hate on it because... One of the things that she did is when she asked me for like Roblox bucks, she ended up using like half of it to give a present to her cousin. I was like, well, I can't even be mad about this right now. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. And then you go into people's houses and it's just literally another kid that is hosting that house. Like you buy your own house and you can broadcast like music playing that's in your house. Oh, that's pretty cool. And like, there's these kids that are just playing like regular songs that are pop culture songs. So like, my daughter has Spotify for kids, so she'll hear a song she likes, and then she'll go into like a kid's house and he's he's playing the same song that she's liking that day, and it's like, oh shit, this guy's like. And then she's literally just dancing around the phone. I have no problem with Roblox thus far. Yeah, it's a, it's a way better algorithm. YouTube. Does she uh, read books at all? You got her any? We Into read, any books? We read nightly. So her big okay. thing is Junie B. Okay. Not a boy's thing. I don't know. It's really yeah. hard to 
as the as a father of a daughter, there's certain things that you don't get to bond over that you normally would like. She loves. What the what the fuck is her name? What's the the candy the candy store girl? Jojo, Jojo Siwa. I can't bond over a little girl that's like 15. You should get her podcasting, dude. Start her out young, man. Get a podcasting prodigy. <laughs> Start her own little, her kid show. Start syndicating it. There Listen, you go. I would load up OBS and then she could stream live on YouTube or something. Well, as I'm sitting here next to her playing an iPad or something. Like I'm not going to let her just broadcast live <laughs> with some creeper posting on there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What I, I don't know. Kids, kids shows, I think are going to be the next, one of the next big things in podcasting for sure. There's really not that many of them right now. You know, I have to do that. Now that you bring yeah. it up, every kid's iPhone and I, I, iPod touch even, it still has that podcast app preloaded. Yeah. Get some kids uh, content out there. But you know what? Kids don't say anything interesting. I wonder if another kid's going to think what they're talking about is interesting. Totally. It's not interesting to you. Maybe. I need to work on her storytelling ability, I think is the biggest thing. <laughs> she deviates. <laughs> There's no overarching, overarching theme in her storytelling. Lose your attention in about eight seconds. <laughs> Why should I care about these characters? <laughs> Every time she finishes the story, like, cool, babe. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds fun. <laughs> Every now and again, if she tells a good story, I'll give her props. But there's yeah. not a few and far between. Oh, sure. Yeah. So awkward transition from kids to, I guess, growing up. How about that? Drunk guys, chick flicks. Oh, you ready? 10 things I hate about you. We did Mean Girls last week. We deviated <clears throat> hard off of it. <clears throat> I, uh, I, watched- I want to say I hated the pick three meme thing from last week. I hated it. That's a damn shame. I'm boycotting that as a segment. That's fair. It was only going to be one because I had to search for those like four that I found. Okay, perfect. That's not a. So it's not going to. Ten stick. things I hate about you. Best rom com, high school rom com ever. Saying it right now, unless you disagree, in which case let's have an <laughs> argument. It depends on. Uh, no, I'd probably have to. As as far as coming of age or rom coms, it's probably up there. I'm not sure one that. Mm, she's all that is up there. Um, Man, Freddie, Pri- Freddie Prince Jr.'s range is nowhere near Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Heath Ledger. That's true. Well, Heath Ledger, he's a dreamboat. Well, I know. Oh, another one you brought, you brought up, Never Been Kissed. That's a good one, too. Um, Clueless. Clueless, yeah. Alicia Silverstone. Oh, that was... I don't know she what it is about 10 Things I Hate About You, but I just like that movie. I think it's because the cast is so good. Like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's a really good actor. Heath Ledger's yeah. a really good actor. Heath Ledger was great in it, and he was like, that was his first American movie, so he is, what is he, Australian, New Zealand? Like, what? what is he? I think he really is an Aussie. Yeah, okay. I know. He Have was, you ever heard uh, Christian Bale talk in his regular accent? So the weird. one time I really watched Christian Bale was when he unloaded on that lighting yeah, director. The, yeah, the deep. The, it was either it could have been a DP. He wouldn't do that on to a DP. But yeah, apparently the guy was walking around a bunch in the background. He's getting really distracted. I'm trying to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I guess I understand. I don't know what the actual context was. So, so 10 Things I, I Hate About I, You, do you want to set up the um, premise since you just watched it like a bunch of times recently? Now, it has been on three times in my house in the past week, but today was the first day like I focused. And then looking up other stuff, I did, I found out that 10 Things I Hate, I hate About You is based on a fucking Shakespeare play. Taming of the Shrew. I never read it. Did you? Uh, no, I didn't read it in high school or anything, but I read the story of the Taming of the Shrew, and then I realized that that shit wouldn't fly these days. Taming of the Shrew, that story is a lot darker. It's, it's yeah. pretty dark. Well, they liked uh, dark... What's it called? Dark, uh, dark comedies back uh, then. Yeah, the, the, Tragedies. The, the dark side. To this. Yeah. The, like dramedies nowadays is like the dark satire back then. Mm-hmm. Dark satire. Yeah. That's good. But, uh, it's based on two. Well, one really good looking dude. And that, uh, w- uh, which one? Teeth Ledger? The, 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 no, the model that would want Joey, two, Joey, two boys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two boys want to date. A, view, a very beautiful woman, yeah, Bianca, which same name in the in the play originally. They both want to date Bianca, which is the intro of you know, George, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, he's who, new. He's brand new to the school, right? And then he gets introduced it to the school by that nerdy guy who becomes his best friend. Yeah, he's he is a nerd too. He plays that part well. Yeah, that guy's great, actually. Yeah, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's. I don't know if he tried to come off cool during his introduction with the principal lady, whatever they call that. Oh, right. The guidance counselor type type person. The guidance counselor, her, who's writing a very dirty Oh, yeah, novel, the romance. The, the yeah, yeah. Member. <laughs> but uh, he came off as cool when he met her. And then as soon as he met other students, he realized how little and puny he is. He is not the cool guy. And then Joey, he is the cool guy. So two, two young fellas want to date the same girl, Bianca, which is the uh, Alyssa Olenek, who is, she's awesome. Uh, Hawaii Five O fame nowadays, if you're interested. But uh, they go to date her, come to find out Bianca can't date until the shrew dates, which is Julia Stiles. I know she was huge back when this movie came Ooh. out, right? She also she also had uh, Save the Last she was in dance. Center Stage, I think. I can't remember that dancing. Yeah, Save movie. the Last Dance. Save the Last Dance. Okay, yeah. With uh, that good-looking black dude, the short guy with the earrings. Hmm. Not Omar Epps. He was in another. He was in Boston Public. And Major League Two. And what else? Julia Stiles. She was in a couple of movies that were big back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. She was big back then. I don't know where she went, but she's gone. She went to Juilliard in that one show. That was yeah, Save Center Stage. The movie that, that with the movie Center okay. Stage, right? That's all I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. My, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I've seen that twice. We had it on VHS or something. VHS. How old are you? 35. <laughs> oh shit! I'm catching you. So come to find and out, yeah. <laughs> until the shrew can date, Bianca can't date. Yeah, because her dad, who is played by, I don't know, but he does a great job in that role, too. Oh, he is. He's he's played a bit part fabulously throughout. And I have part he, of a synopsis, yeah. synopsis printed out, but I decided not to bring it because I watched the movie. So I'm just 
I'm yeah. riffing. I'm riffing. I've got I got to pull up on IMD, but Larry Miller, that's the guy's name. He was in the Nutty Professor. He was like he was the bo- I think the boss, right? In Nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy, you know? He No. Sounds right. Yeah, okay. Sounds right. All right. I've only watched the Nutty Professor once and I didn't watch any of the extra shit. I think I saw the Clumps once. Hercules. Right. Hercules. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> the the boys find out until cat dates, Bianca can't date. Okay. Enter the beautiful kangaroo Heath Ledger, who, God damn it, he just, not many people can pull off those curly, oily locks like he can, but he does it. <laughs> well, I think so I have tri- a bit of piece of trivia for that, for this. L- okay, on. yeah. Okay, you know the part where he starts playing with fire? Because, you know, yeah, how it gets set up is Cameron, just Gordon Levitt, realizes he has to get the older sister dating Bianca, no, not Bianca, uh, Julia Stiles, who is, what's her name? Katarina. So he sets up Heath Ledger to date her, right? So that he can date Bianca. And then I guess he's playing with fire when he's like first looking at him or something. And apparently that was improvised. Yep. He was playing in the chemistry room. He was lighting a Bunsen burner and he went to go light a cigarette and the teacher (laughs) in the scene does not, he looks very upset. Of course, he might not have been a teacher. It could have been a PA, a production assistant. Just go, oh, I get the... F- and just, they kept it going. Oh, and here's another piece of trivia. He beat out Josh Harnett and Ashton Kutcher for the role. Mm. Uh, yeah. Did not know that. He was... I'm glad they Ooh. picked Heath Ledger. Oh, I got another one. Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles began dating during the filming. As they should have. Did you not see that on-screen chemistry between those two? Damn it, it was fire. <laughs> well, Julia Stiles... I mean, she she never did it for me. You know, I, she just played her character too well, I think. You know how people like hate Joffrey in real life just because oh. he's such a good actor? I think that's what Julia Stiles plays the standoffish woman very, very well. That's probably what drew me to her, her bitchy attitude. I'm oh, with, yeah. I'm with this one. She's She can come off as a bitch to people. <laughs> She's not. She just comes off as one. It's that abrupt nature. Speak your mind sort of type. Yes, absolutely. Assertive. That's how I say it. Assertive. Yeah, you're not a bitch, babe. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You're just assertive. So we need to get Bianca to be able to date. So what do we do? We find a way to get Heath Ledger, the Aussie pouch badass, the bratwurst holding badass. Mm, I love a man who can hold a bratwurst. Yeah, he's being very generous as the guidance counselor said. So (laughs) the rich boy model Joey approaches after Joseph Gordon-Levitt convinces him. Oh, he funds it. He funds it. Yeah. He gets Joey. Joey thinks that he sets up the plan to make Joey think that it's his idea or that he's a part of it. So he'll fund it. Right. The little Richie kid with driving the uh, 2000 Camaro. He's so cool. He drives a Camaro. Mm-hmm. Not as cool of a car in the 2000s as it was in the 70s and 80s. So he starts funding Heath Ledger's dates. It works pretty well. He pretends to love chick bands. Heath Ledger hits it off with Julia Stiles immediately. But who wouldn't who wouldn't be charmed by Heath Ledger? Did you see that smile? See the chin, the jawline? He's got a he knows what he's doing. So Julia Stiles is smitten. And Cameron, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, starts to uh, 
talk to Bianca and she's smitten as a kitten. And early on, it's shown that the chemistry between Cameron is much stronger with Bianca than it is with Joey. So, like, she's already, the plan is working to a T. And, you know, the typical ebbs and flows of a movie. There's a lot of boring shit in the middle. (laughs) They go to a party. Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles start making out. She pukes on him because she gets drunk drinking tequila. And she dances on the table. I remember that scene. Yeah, see, of course you remember that. But she didn't do it for you, huh? But you can remember Julia Stiles dancing on a table, huh? (laughs) Just because she seemed, like, really drunk and uh, it seemed really sad. But just because she's a very good actress. She played a drunk bitch pretty well in that. Yeah. Watched that in high school a couple times. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it. I'm going to refer back. uh, Trivia fact. Gabrielle Union. Yes. 10 years older than like everyone else in that show. Oh, really? She was 27. Well, she's very near high school age. (laughs) This said, the trivia says, Gabrielle Union had us in stitches. I guess she was funny. She is. Did you see Bring It On? Yeah. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. She was way older than everyone for most of her career, it seems like. Wow. Now Now she's Mrs. D. Wade. Oh, really? Yeah, she's married to Dwayne Wade. Oh, dang. All right, that was side trivia for anyone who cares. Ooh, if you, apparently, if you, the original script was much darker than the one in the final film. Well, if it played more true to the Taming of the Shrew, that would be true because in Taming of the Shrew, the Heath Ledger part is actually not a separate part. It's someone dresses a costume who kidnaps Katarina and then starves her. He does a very, it's a very Stockholm Syndrome-esque play to get Katarina to fall in love with him. And it works to a T and she's truly tamed. There's a, there's a lot of controversy of taming of the shrew and uh, feminism. Oh, interesting. So uh, shortly after the, 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 the party with the rich kids, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't go well. You got to have the, the fallout. So Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger get into a fight about going to prom, which leads to a fallout from everyone involved for a short time. This but, is the end of act two, I imagine. Yeah. Cause you got to have, that's right. The peak, the, the peak Valley peak. Mm-hmm. All the meat cute stuff and this stuff that makes Julia Stiles fall in love. 10 things I hate about you. After the valley of the fight about going to prom, Julie. We Stiles haven't passed has, the song scene, have we? Uh, on the field, are we past that? Because we have that. to talk about it's just before that. Okay, okay. You're just too good to be true. Mm. He does really best good. Best scene in the movie. It's the best scene. I wonder who actually sang that. Oh, it's got to be Heath Ledger, man. It doesn't sound that great. I don't know. I was I was listening to it today in my Sonos, and I was like, you know what? He's he's good. He sound, sound like a little angel. So before the paintball and that um, pressure of going to prom, that's when Heath Ledger sings to her. It makes her realize, oh, if he's willing to embarrass himself for me, I can embarrass myself for him. So that's when she flashes the teacher. Oh, to get him out of detention. That's right. right. So that's when they're like, oh, we're going to do this. Okay. So they go to prom. And everything is is right in the world. It's much more. Wait, that's the paced. end. 
pretty much. You know, there's a punch in the face at a party. Oh, yeah. Joey gets punched in the face by Cat. That's right. No, he gets punched in the face. It is by Cat. Oh, man. Oh, I was just seeing. Bianca punches him in the face. I'm watching the singing scene where uh, I guess Heath Ledger got out of. Wait, he gets out of detention. That's right. He slaps the ass of the security guard. No, the. the, Hang on. Now you're you're much older than I am. You're a whole three and a half years older than I am. Yeah. Did you ever watch the TV show from the early '90s called Empty Nest? No. Ah, see, you didn't watch enough Nick at Night when you were young. I watched a fair amount. Well, uh, Clarissa explains it all. Is that one of those? No, that was our generation. Nick at Night was for parents to watch Nickelodeon after Uh, eight o'clock p.m. Okay. No, I don't. I don't think so. Empty Nest is a what is it? A spinoff of the Golden Girls. Did you watch the Golden Girls? No, but what the um, fuck, lol? No, my ex was super into it though. She had all the DVDs and she would just watch it on repeat. I'm kind of ashamed of you right now. It's uh, what is what about old ladies in a sitcom is gonna appeal to me? I'll be honest. That show holds up more than almost any show from the early nineties. <laughs> I still Ooh. enjoy it. They're so catty. They say some they say some they say shit on that show. Like, oh, she did would, not like, just go there. Yeah, they say stuff now that would probably not work in today's pre oh, eight PM God. time slot. I disagree. People say that the office couldn't be aired now because it was too non-PC, and I think that's just bullshit. No, that's no. But they say slut and tramp and stuff, so like uh, okay, okay. pre-8, it probably wouldn't work. Fresh Prince. That's what I was watching in the 90s, I think. Fresh Prince. Ooh, Dinosaurs, Home Improvement, Saved by the Bell, Family Matters, Boy Meets World, all uh, Married Children. for like two seasons, so like... What? Dinosaurs was only on for like two seasons. Uh, that's true. But for some reason, that show really stood out to me because how weird it was. Home Improvement? Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Saved by the Bell. I know the whole theme song to that. I, I'm Kelly Kapowski. Oh, my goodness. Did you watch The Wedding? Like, I watched even all the specials. Mm-mm. Oh. No, I, I didn't watch when they were in college either. That, that was the thing, right? You don't want, man, I watched the college years too. Nah, I no, I fell off of that. Boy Meets World. I was actually, in, when I was young, I did some acting and I was in a movie with the mom from Boy Meets, Boy Meets World. Corey's mom? Yeah, but it was an indie film and it never got finished. It died in the edit, which happens. Oh, no, I'm just, good for you. Oh, yeah, sure. Cheers I got paid bills. 75 bucks a day. That's, that's a good rate. <laughs> So, you know what, now that, now that we have mentioned those two shows, I was listening to another podcast and they did a poll to Panga Lawrence versus Kelly Kapowski. Oh. I don't know where you rate, but I'll even tell you the results. I'll tell you the, the percentages. Okay. 90 to 8%. Who got what vote? Okay, so because you're telling me I know that I must be con- um, the opposite of what I think. So I'm going to say 92% Topanga. Exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. How the fuck <laughs> is that possible? I went through puberty to Tiffany Amber Thiessen to watch her and Zach. What was the question? Just like, who'd you rather 
like bang once or like have a child relationship with? Uh, biggest crush. Okay. So like, I feel like that was all encompassing. I don't know if people were looking back as like 10 year olds falling in love with Topanga with her weird frizzy hippie hair and then watching her grow. But like Kelly was like a stunner from day one. So it wasn't the same growth. Like she was immediately spank bait for me. You know who I was more into in that show? Say by the bell is what was the, Jessie her Spano. friend's name? The really tall girl. Jesse Spano. Then showgirls. Yes. So I, I'm not into girls that are tall usually because I'm short myself. How tall are but, you? Uh, I'm like around five, seven. I got the uh, short Italian guy going on. So when on, we but... hang out, don't feel awkward because I'm incredibly tall. How tall? Six, four. Real? What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. I, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I mean, I've been friends with tall guys before. No big deal. I well, will, I if you want, I will give you a four, bear wow. hug and pick you up because that seems to be like my really <laughs> short friends all like that. <laughs> and you look tan too. You've been out in the sun. You got a little bit of a sunburn. That and alcohol. I'm allergic <laughs> to nitrate. So when I drink, I turn red. Um, I do too, my ears, but I'm super pale. Oh yeah. I'm not that pale. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Six, four. Holy crap. Uh, so Jesse Spano jet, like five eleven or so. Oh, five ten, maybe. I was, I was six, two sophomore year. Okay. Wow. Gosh. Okay, yeah, sure. So that was your, uh, wow. that was your crush, Jesse Spano over Kelly. Well, Gaposti. she seemed like she seemed like. Um, Is it because she was addicted to caffeine pills? <laughs> she, yeah, she seemed uh, more like down for stuff. I guess maybe I don't know. Did you did you watch a lot of Save by the Bell? Like, did you watch all of it before yeah, the mean, college year? Like before yeah, the spinoffs and shit? Yeah, watch- yeah. I think I saw all of that. Yeah. I was always jealous they got that cool cafeteria with all the French fries. Oh, and the, oh, the Max. Yeah. I always, oh, man, I want some French fries. I'm always AC in, Slater. Oh, he and he was I the talk wrestler. about someone who hasn't aged at all. Oh, yeah, he called uh, he called Zach Morrison Preppy, Preppy right? Pre- yep. Preppy. There's going to be a new spinoff of Saved by the Bell with AC Slater as the guidance counselor. Oh, man, they should not do that. Sounds like a bad idea. I know. The the most famous people aren't even going to be on it. No Kelly Kapowski, no Zach Morris. AC Slater being that, guidance man. counselor. He's still fucking ripped. I don't know how that guy, I don't know what genes he has. Good ones. You know, can I go off for a second? Please do. I I hate the culture that we live in that where we do the thing, you know, where it's like, Let's make a number two. Let's make a, let's remake it because they know, I know the concept behind it is because it already has a following so that they know it's guaranteed this number of sales. But I hate that. The company I work for does that. We just go after celebrities for our shows instead of trying to cultivate new talent. And clearly I have a chip on my shoulder, but I just, I just hate that. Yeah. I feel like it's going to make a pretty big divide between generations. So... The the things that were popular when we were kids are now getting huge again. Yeah, because they're marketing to us again on our nostalgia. Right. So South Park did a whole like season on this. Yeah, so like Boy Meets World created Girls Meets World. But it didn't have the same cultural impact. Like Boy Meets World, you literally got to go through junior high and high school, college, growing up with 
Corey's well, it was original. Now that when you know, it's not original when they do it again. You know, they're just cashing in on the popularity of the original. So the same heartfelt stuff's not going to be felt. So like the nostalgia. Well, just is a, it's just a, it's a cash grab in my opinion. Yeah. They never make it good. I feel like that nostalgia yep. is not going to be available, and they're not going to have that same reminiscent uh, abilities that we have now. You can name sequels that are good on one hand: Terminator Two, Godfather Two. Let me see. Here. That's about it. Truly, well, yeah, like that created franchises that you just look back fondly, where the second's better than the first. It's not a whole lot, it's or at least as good. I mean, I think Terminator Two, yeah, probably was better than one, and Godfather Two. I'm not sure. I got all the way through. It's kind of a toss up. But I heard, but I heard it was really good. So the, between the two references, you, make, <laughs> you only watched one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, uh, you know, tweet at us and tell us that Godfather Two is good. I've actually only seen Godfather. I've never watched the full first one. Yeah, it's actually uh, it's actually a good movie. It took me a while to watch it too. What uh, you know? Talk about movies. What did I? I just watched gaps. We can talk about movie gaps. What haven't you seen that everyone says is really good? Well, the Godfather for one. But you talk about sequels. Refers back to the movie I watched today in 4K that was a re-release. Top Gun. Mm, was it really 4K or was it upscale? Well, upscale. It was upscale. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maverick, looking back now, is kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, right? He dangered everyone's lives, right? He's flying Come solo. On. He's buzzing the tower. That's so dangerous. That's so, so disrespectful. He let his, <laughs> he let his partner die because he's traveling through the hot wash of his partner, Goose. Who died? Who hits the parking brake on a jet? I mean, come on. The thing is, <laughs> that's not a good idea. And then the, there's the volleyball scene. And by the way, that makes me... Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Have you seen that movie with Tom Cruise? I actually, I think... what? No, that was War of the... I watched War of the Worlds in theaters. No, that's garbage. That's garbage. It wasn't, it wasn't good. Solenoids. No, it's all terrible. Solenoids. I know. I know. <laughs> No, Edge of Tomorrow is a recent Tom Cruise science fiction film that's actually really good. It has Emily Blunt in it, and it's like a Groundhog Day premise where he keeps reliving the same day over and over again, and he gets like really good at it. But it's, it's that's it. a good movie. What's the? Oh, uh, a movie that in my life has actually had a, a surprising amount of callbacks was Vanilla Sky. Oh, right. Where that's a weird one. I haven't seen that since. So that's where he's. Yeah, since it first came out. Yeah, yeah so where there's uh, a car accident and. Yeah, he's uh, he's frozen. So, like, all of his life is actually truly made up. So he gets cryogenically frozen and his whole life is fake. So, as the program kind of fails, part of his memory interlaces with the future and present day. So it does create a lot of. Like um, deja vu. So Ooh, that's the, how you know there's so a glitch like, in yeah, the matrix. That leads to a lot. I think that's actually uh, Christopher Nolan had a hand in that one. Who's you know a brilliant director and really uh, and, he, he helped write it or who does what? Me, then the movie who does Memento. Memento. That's a guy. Yeah, Pierce that was movie. one of his first ones. Not his first, but it was his first big one. I think he was like a, a an assistant. A director, like an assistant director, where he had a play in. Yeah. How to? How to? But that he didn't have any play in writing. It. Assistant directors are, um, yeah, I. They're pretty this, low, but like I think it was like he guided directions, just sort of thing. Like it was really an option. Yeah. Thing. 
which would yeah, make directors sense. are supposed to be the co- actor coaches essentially. Um, they don't control what people think they control. The screenwriter have a big effect on that. I really deviated us off. We started. From I know Sag, that's okay. <laughs> it works great for my ADD brain. I'm glad because that's kind of how I am all the time. It's hard for me you to may, focus. Maybe you got a little bit of the ADD. I might. But you know what I've learned about people with ADD from the interview that I had um, Friday is that people with, uh, I interviewed Gail, Dr. Gail Saltz and she wrote a book called The Power of Different, The Link Between Disorder and Genius. And it's all about how people with learning differences, we call them instead of disabilities, but like dyslexia, ADD and whatnot. Yes, it affects your ability to learn and progress as like a typical student, but it me- it typically also means that you're really good at other things that other people aren't. So as for ADD, thinking outside the box, so normal people think pretty logically and linearly, but people with ADD, they have like a sort of a free flow of thoughts and it helps them come up with really creative and innovative ideas. So if you think you might have one of those disorders, get diagnosed, which will help you like realize what it is. Because sometimes symptoms of stuff manifest itself. So you could be have anxiety, but it's really just a symptom of something else. But anyway, once you know what your strengths and weaknesses are, you just play to them, you know? So this is something I can edit out just because it's a, it's a question out of curiosity and interest. Oh, yeah, because, totally. Because I really, liked, I really liked your episode of Prodigy. I don't... Is there like a... Do you know anything about a release? Because I want to hear more about it. The the show? Yeah, like as as a as as a fan already from listening to you talk. Because yours is a it's incredibly brief. Like I feel like you have to probably do a lot of editing and work on. I it. cut it down. I, I really, cut it down I, a lot. Like, yeah, you cut it down to almost like a, a regular twenty twenty two minutes. Yeah, that was fucking gnarly. Like I wish it was longer, just because I'm a I'm a long form listener. So, like, as do you have more stuff already scheduled and to release? Like, you you just said you talked to her. When is it coming to fruition? Do you know? Um, I was just thinking about setting a launch date today. Um, I mean, not today, but like I was thinking about it today. But no, you don't have to edit this out. Um, so I wanted three episodes locked before I scheduled a release date. Um, but yeah, the one with that I did that interview I did, I may that may, I may make that its own whole episode. So it's an interview where, where she's she was great and she just hit so many great points. So I may have that its own episode, and that will be just about how yeah the link between disorder and intelligence. And then um, I one of one of the writers on the staff, I did all the research for a the episode on Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, and he's getting that to me Monday. So Monday I'll be able to record that. And then I'll probably do an interview with one or two psychologists on that. And I've had an interview scheduled Tuesday. So in the next two weeks, I should have two more episodes done, basically. And I'll be good to launch. Um, The real question, and this probably should be off the record, but I don't care because they're not going to hear it, is I'm just... just (sighs) Well, I mean, (laughs) some people are, but it's just... I, I found out the deal... And it was a bit discouraging, to be honest, um, about what it takes to make money through the network that I work at. And it's just, 
it's not a very good deal. I mean, the the amount of downloads that you have to hit to start hitting your making revenue share, like making extra money off it, is insanely high. It's a million downloads a month is the numbers I would have to hit to start making extra money off of it. No shit. So, no, that's that's way lower than most of the second tier. Like Barstool, like you get like Barstool Sports, big money starts at the 100,000 download mark. Yeah. So, yeah. So, with mine, it's a million downloads a month just to hit get revenue share on your ads, so, which is insane. I figured it would be once your show broke even, as in the fact that once they paid the amount of time, like money for how much it cost to make it, you would then see a percentage of revenue. But no, it's a million downloads a month, which is basically an arbitrary number that's incredibly difficult to hit. That, that's 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 fucking huge. Not like a million is a fucking huge amount. Yeah, it's the top, um, not just the top one percent of podcasts. Like it's the zero. top like yeah, point five point yeah. zero five percent of podcasts or whatever you know. Like Rogan, and some Rogan we have shows that hit it, but not very many. Yeah, so like Barstool Sports, they they had a lot of drama recently with one of their IPs. It was um, the Call Me Daddy podcast, which... Yeah, that one. I've seen, I've seen, I've heard of that one. It's like, I've heard of it. I've never listened to it. So it was a, it was a podcast with two girls talking. It was a caller daddy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So it was, it was only, it's only a couple of years old, but they hit their initial marks within the first like five months. And... Within their first year, they had exceeded expectations, so they had renegotiated contracts and stuff. And, and then, then they were like, I don't want this deal. I want to take my show elsewhere. And they were like, oh, wait, we own this show. So that did come up. That came up at the 18-month mark. At the one-year mark, they got huge incentivized bonuses. So it was like, we're going to pay you, say, uh, we're going to pay you $125,000. <clears> Once you hit the $500,000 uh, mark, you're going to get this much. And then the 500,007, like once they hit all these marks, they kept getting these huge incentivized bonuses. So within a year, they went from making like a hundred thousand to $500,000 a year in a year. It's fucking astounding. But if they were able to hit those numbers on their own, they'd be making like two or $3 million a year. So the question is, would they have been able to hit those numbers without the network? Without promotion? You know, of, you just, yeah, exactly. Right. Without the promotion of one yeah. of the fastest growing news networks on the planet, would it have worked? I don't think so because it was just two girls talking about sports and sex. Yeah, but maybe that's the thing. But even so, maybe they would have built the show big enough that they would have been able to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Like they're getting there, except they would own the IP. And, so, I mean, there's there's no way my, even though my show's really, I think, going to be really good, I, hitting a million dollars a month is insane. So they reach um, all these incentives. Yeah. After the first year, 18 months, they decide, they had a three-year contract already in place. At the 18-month mark, they went to renegotiate everything, which sounds incredibly early to me, but I guess, you know, when you're, when you grow quick. And that's a long time when you're making, when you're pumping out content. And they only had to release, I think, two episodes a week. Well, if you factor in 18 months, which is 18 times four, so it's 40, 40, 72 times two, which is 144 episodes. That's that's a lot. Right. So 
there there ended up being a falling out between the two hosts during the the renegotiation at the 18 month mark. So that's the the only reason we really got to understand all of the financial breakdown is because and then instead of being a two-headed monster, it ended up being a three-headed monster because one of the hosts started dating one of the major agents at the Wondry company. Yeah, I'm familiar with Wondry. Yeah, so everyone started shit-talking each other, which led to everyone trying to talk about, well, we offered him this and this, and we actually gave him the IP, and no one would agree on it. So two months ago, like you get to learn about a massive podcast, what you can make. And it was just yeah. it was fascinating to know that a place like Barstool, which I'm sure there's so many people that have no idea what Barstool Sports is. I'm familiar with it. And it's ever, a podcasting network. Yeah, but they're fucking huge. You know, great social media. So they're great for our generation, which is probably one of the biggest reasons why their growth is so big. But to know that one small thing can change everything so much and to know that you're break-even point is so high is not fair. No, I'd rather hit 10,000 downloads an episode on my own than $50,000 an episode on a network, to be honest. I'm happy we're going to break 200 this week. <laughs> downloads? Yep. Oh, that's not bad, actually, for um, independent podcasts. You know? Yeah, with zero promotion other than that I spent $15 on Facebook. Yeah, actually, because then it just means the content... You know, people just like the content. But, you know, I'm sure 75 of those downloads are from you and I get 50 are from me, so. Five are from me. <laughs> because I listen to it when we record it and then when I edit, I don't listen to it on the platform to play it to because like, I just listen to myself talk and I hate the sound of my oh, own fucking voice. I, I bring it up on 15 different apps and play it all through at the same time to I'm boost our numbers. To boost our, boost our numbers. I'm just going to play it in <laughs> silence. I actually did wonder the other day if um, listening on different apps would give you a unique listen on each one. I'm not sure. If, like, cause I, yeah, because I don't think it tracks the IP. Nope. So it would, every True time downloads. it pings the feed. Yep. Any download so, counts. Yeah, any different account or uh, app would probably give you an extra download. What I was surprised about, so like based on breakdowns, it started out as like 60-40 Apple to Spotify and we're now to legitimately 84% of our downloads are from Spotify and 16 are on Apple Podcasts. Well, Apple, well, Spotify is going to be... The place. Real, yeah, because they've just invested so much money into it. They bought Joe Rogan, but they've also bought they bought Anchor and they bought a, a couple other networks too. Yeah, they bought Bill Simmons, who's got the largest ever podcast purchase price, which I think was like $225 million. They got last podcast on the left, I think. Which I love. And they that. bought a but couple other. They bought Gimlet, the, right? They yeah, bought, they bought the, um, well. They bought the last podcast network, which came with like six shows, like Page Seven, Wizard and the Bruiser, uh, Last Podcast, and then the um, the wrestling show that Ben Kissel does. Well, kind of fun is what it's called. Like, yeah, they've been putting a lot of money into it, which is smart. And they also, yeah, because we we bought iHeart bought uh, our network, How Stuff Works. For only fifty million, we were cheap. How stuff works is a and, great one, though. Yeah, I mean, now we the iHeart is the the like we get more downloads than any other network. We actually beat NPR this month because we normally say we're the number one commercial podcasting network because 
Uh, NPR usually beats us out by like a couple hundred thousand downloads because, but they're not commercial; they're a nonprofit. But uh, yeah, we have like 280 shows or something, and NPR has like 75, so they do a lot more downloads per show because they just they make really good ones. But yeah, well, they also have good um, minute shows too, like a great morning drive where they'll have like a six minute what to look for today and stuff like that. So I'm sure that's really boosted because every time that I log into Spotify that's the first thing to is the intro to what to listen to today is by NPR. Well, you know what actually, which is really disappointing is I logged in. I went to listen to a podcast on iHeart the other day and they played like a 15 second unskippable video ad. No shit. Before the podcast even started. You know, there's, there's a huge (laughs) backlash because Twitch does the same thing against their streamers. And they have found that 30% of all people that go to listen to something, if it's played an ad before you even get to hear the person you want to listen to his voice, log out and it's well, gone. If you're, if, especially if it's unskippable. I mean, if it's a podcast ad, we call those pre-rolls and you can skip them and you know it supports the podcast. But if it's unskippable uh, and it's video, you know, and it's it's not supporting the podcast it's their own ad they inserted in order to play on their platform so if it was if i was my independent podcast i'd be like why would i play it through this platform when people are going to get unskippable ads i'll go to a place where they can skip the ad but spotify probably does that too i'm assuming i don't know but when i listen to music on there if you don't have a premium account they play ads i don't know i've had i've had spotify premium for seven years right i have that uh, amazon music premium because i have all alexa devices but yeah, no, I'd rather, to be honest, I'd rather do it on myself, by myself. And they don't seem very motivated to, like, I've been, I feel like it's pulling teeth to get them to run my show. So there's no guarantee that I can get th- that they'll even promote it as much as I want, you know? So um, honestly, at this point, I think I'd rather just do it independently. But I want to find out if I'm allowed to do that based on my contract without, um, you know, upsetting anyone. So I'm just kind of in a weird spot right now, but I'm just, making producing as much content as I can same standard of quality um but I would like to do more episodes where it's it's not as produced so we can do a little bit longer more content as a true podcast fan that's where I'm at with you on that yeah well some people it's weird because man because I had people that were like you know I explained what chess what the rules of chess were in the episode and this guy was like um, you know, that's too basic. I don't want to hear that information. I already know that. I'm like, well, you know, other people don't know that information. Um, so I, I cut a lot out of the episode. In fact, the ending where I have, um, you know, the violin, the guy who, um, master, you know, his father forced him to play the violin. I have this whole other stories in there that he tells that I thought were really engaging human interest pieces. And in the end, I was like, you know, to get this on the network, maybe I need to cut this out so it just moves faster and it's more interesting. And in the end, I think it's very interesting. It moves very fast. It's simple, but I think, you know, it's a better well-rounded episode when it's longer, you know, like a director's cut might be or something. And that's the guy that hate learned, right? Um, well, his uh, his father sort of was, you know, a disciplinarian and right. yeah. sort of forced yeah. him to learn violence. He was like two-thirds of the way through the episode, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he yeah. wasn't he wasn't all negative about it it wasn't just like oh i hate it now he was like i do it did give me a love of music and stuff like that but um you know obviously i don't think i 
sort of use that to recommend, you know, don't do this to your kid, you know, don't force something on them that they don't want, see what they're interested in and support them in that. Yeah, basically. Sure. You want to, um, got anything else you want to discuss or do you want to do a wrap? No, that's good. Yeah. Got some good content. All right. So here's to, uh, keeping it solo and running this together and try to find a way to grow it ourselves. That's where the, the love, the love is at and not be bound and constricted to anything else. Yeah. Once we get our audio, qual- audio quality, uh, perfect, we can start, uh, running some serious promotions and I'm, I'm totally fine to help with that. Everything was better going through the Google mesh versus the, uh, yeah. CenturyLink modem is crazy. Definitely hit Google mesh up for a little, uh, a little bit of that cash. No shit. All right, guys. This has been the On Call Podcast. Have a great night. I hope you enjoyed the uh, the breakdown of uh, drunk drunk guys and chick flicks. And uh, there's more Prodigy to come. More. Uh, oh, what's our what's our next film? What's our next uh, chick flick? Ooh, Never Been Kissed. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do Never Been Kissed for the next one. All right, sounds good. All right, guys, give a listen. Give me some feedback on what you thought of the the worst first date, smoking meth or getting your car stolen. Have a great night, guys. It's been the On Call Podcast. Thanks for listening to the On Call Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at On Call Pod. Interested in being a sponsor or want to be on the show? Drop us an email at oncallpod at gmail.com. For more info, go to oncallpod.com.